This is college football at its absolute best. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. Just McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Read it, did to do, and welcome in to more important issues. It is Thursday, May 25th. That's weird, because um, I just went to a concert, and it's during the week, and that was that's throwing me for a loop. Um, different look. We got Joey Boots with us. He's usually here with the the segments and stuff, and, and kind of the the producer role. But um, he's filling in today. Caleb is out. Um, if y'all don't don't mind, I know y'all know Caleb and um, love him. It probably will be a different show without him. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna try our best. But if y'all don't mind, just keep him in your families and your prayers. Um, he's dealing with some stuff, so um, just if you would do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm not as long as long-winded as Caleb, so this is probably going to be a shorter show. That might, you know, fit your fancy. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got baseball. Um, I guess we can spend the same amount of time on it as they did in Hoover. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that was bad. Um, yeah, yeah, not great. Um, we got some more stuff. Uh, Tennessee fans are the absolute best. Um, selling, selling out the season tickets. We're going to talk about that. Um, got some more kind of college football and, and, and stuff going on here. Um, if y'all have any questions, comments, drop those in the chat. We'll get to those. Um, before we get into the show, I do want to tell you about our good friends at Underdog Collectibles. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autograph helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT grads and proudly supports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the University Commons Shopping Center next to Publix and Domino's to check them out. Open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, always bet on the Underdog. Guys, go check them out. Um, I think they're planning on moving here soon so uh go check them out while you can and then we'll get the new location um once they are fully moved but uh all right joey boots welcome what up it's been a while since i've uh hopped on in for caleb yeah yeah it's been a minute um i do kind of want to mention this while i'm thinking about it so i was at the zach brown zach brian not zach brown um easily confused luke brian zach brown this is zach brian um concert in charleston yesterday and I saw this guy, and I was like, man, he looks so familiar. And people kept going up to him and asking for his picture. And I was like, he's got to be some sort of South Carolina figure. 
And so I went up to the guy that took a picture with him. I was like, hey, man, who is that? He's like, it's Kate Klubnik. I'm like, I, I knew it was somebody. Um, I, and he, he walked by me once, and I was like, kind of go balls, kind of under my breath. He's kind of, he was with some people that were a lot bigger than me, so I didn't, you know, want to cause a scene. But, you know, he did seem like a nice guy who was taking pictures. But, uh, yeah, I just want to throw a little go balls at him. You kind of have to. How tall is he? See, like noticeably, I mean, he's like six. He's like six two. One six two, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's not. He's he not. Doesn't strike bad. me as like super tall, so he wouldn't like no. stand out in the crowd as like oh. Yeah, and I knew like he had to be a quarterback because only quarterbacks look like baseball players. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good Unless point. you're Joe Milton, he doesn't look like a baseball player. And or go to a Zach Bryan concert, other than like your O line, and those are pretty distinctual. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome concert. I don't know if you're Zach Bryan fans, but uh, it, it was an awesome show. Are you a Zach Bryan fan? I'm kind of. I definitely listen to his music. I got like me and a couple of my friends are like Morgan Wallen stands just because oh, I've, I've been on Morgan Wallen since he was an Knoxville boy. And my other friend and his and like it's basically our friend group split down the half and we, you know, talk each other up all the time. And But no, Zach Bryan's great. Um, I do. I would love to go to one of his concerts. It looks like a cool they got the little string lights up and they got like. Yeah, that's just like a cool vibe. You guys had a good spot, so that's like a yeah. He um he kind of like spot. there wasn't a bad spot in there because he just goes around to different microphones. Um, and I've really awesome. seen that before, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, but anyway, enough about my trip. I'm back. Got back about five today, and man, I was hoping that like I'm glad I didn't miss any baseball, but I was hoping I would have to miss because that means Tennessee was further along in this tournament. Um, but here's the good thing. It, Hoover doesn't matter. You know, no. it only matters if you win it. <laughs> exactly. It's kind yeah, of it we talked about this last week. We're like, you know what? If we're gonna get out of there without winning, like let's just get out of there. Like let's yeah. don't let, yeah. don't 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 overcomplicate it. Let's get extra practice. Just let's get the bad losses out. And it sucks because like you kind of had like hosting in front of you. You win that game, you're probably in serious uh, conversation for hosting. Now you got to maybe win another game, but but you get to that double elimination. You know, win another game is you know a, a lot easier, I guess. You know, have a lot better chance of winning another game out of two. But yeah, this game was just weird because like the the pitcher that they threw, Tennessee didn't let him get out of the second inning in March when they played. Yeah, he went one in a third inning, four hits, four earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. I mean, he just wasn't good at all, and Tennessee hammered him. And then he goes eight innings, one hit, seven strikeouts. I mean, just unfazed. And, you know, I know we, we've kind of talked about how big of a presence Christian Scott has had on this team. He was only hit. It made us look a little – it made us look good because we talked about on the bat flip, you know, how big of a difference maker he's been. But, man – the bats just weren't there. And I saw something on Twitter. It was just like, why did we pitch Halverson? Halverson wasn't the problem at all. Yeah, we only let up, what, five hits? And unfortunately, those five hits account over three runs. But, like, yeah. that wasn't the, the bad side of the ball. And, again, that's baseball, obviously. I mean, there's games where you just – one the same pitcher can absolutely do you dirty, even though you took him yard um, a month later. But spin zone, good stat. Since 2022 – Every single team that's won the national championship has lost in the first round 
of their prospective conferences tournament. So that's basically, wow. I mean, since 2022, that's, cool. that's a pretty, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really argue with stats and you know, they don't lie. So I'm just, I'm going to go off that. Uh, my data only goes back to 2022. So we're 100% right now. So in theory, I feel like if you can take Tennessee at whatever odds they are for national championship, lock it in. Cause I just know God that you said in 20 since 2022. Yeah. Well, I'm, again, I, I, my research only spanned about a year. So I, again, I don't know about their years previous. I'm sure it's the same trend, but we're just going to rock with the fact that yeah, one in the last one calendar year, it's been like exactly. Yeah, we, we don't need to know the, the sample data. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of uncompetitive at bats um, in that game, and you know, it, it's funny. My boss came up to me and was like, "You know, what are you thinking about today?" I was like, "I'll feel good unless they throw a crafty lefty, because that's just been Tennessee's Achilles heel all year long. What do they do, throw a crafty lefty. Uh, I mean." Anything with movement from that left side just gives Tennessee fits. And, man, seven strikeouts and eight innings for that kid. And I mean, it was it was just over. And I know the – Hoover sucks, number one, just because, like, it always rains. You know, this team doesn't play well in, in the weather. We, we've seen it. But, man, like, can we not get a better field? Unfortunately, I'm a little bit of – I played baseball in my life, so like now I just feel like I'm a little bit too much of a Tennessee casual for baseball, which is upsetting because I'm a huge Tennessee fan, clearly. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's good for listeners that you know don't get to pay attention to baseball as much. Yeah. Is Hoover like? Is there like a contract in place that it's going to be there for a certain amount of time? Like, is it ever? Is it connected to anything? Like, is it ever going to change? Like, I don't know if you know. It might be a broad question, but let's bring it to that's that. just where that it's been for. Gosh, it's been a long time. Um, and I, I'm guessing there is kind of a – Underlying reason. Yeah, yeah, just like why it's there. I know like the SEC office is close to Birmingham, so they want it probably close for, for that reason, I guess. But it, it also doesn't make sense why the SEC championship in football is in Georgia. Right. I mean, I, I just don't – why can't you have it like in the SEC basketball tournament? Don't they have it at different places? Yeah. Why it's can't we have been in Florida back to back? I think, but uh, yeah, usually you try to make your way around. I guess maybe they're going for the fact that. I mean, no, they're really not. I was gonna. I mean, Georgia makes sense. It's like kind of like basically the middle of the SEC geographically. But again, that's yeah. not. And Hoover might be as well, but it, it it's still like, can we not get a turf field? Can, yeah. can Greg Sankey not fork up a little bit of money to, to turf that field where you're not having issues every single year? Um, and that's not the reason Tennessee – I mean, both teams had to play on it, so that's not the reason Tennessee lost. I'm just saying for viewing purposes. I mean, we had to play a game at freaking like 2 a.m. last year because of the, the weather. Um, it, it just puts the whole tournament kind of – you know – you're always like I would love to go to Hoover, but I can't sit there. I can't go to Hoover, and you know, think I'm going to be here for this amount of days, and I got to be here two more days because of weather. Um, it's just hard for people to to really plan for, and you know, it just seems like it's always something going wrong there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like every year there's just like some sort of preemptive, like you go there knowing that it's either going to be a weather delay or some sort of, you know, hold that's going to mess up the schedule and throw everybody off. And I guess they, yeah, they need to figure that out. But 
Tennessee. Yeah, you're right. I don't think Tennessee's performance really had any um, effect. That that rain delay wasn't going to do do much. It kind of just prolonged the uh, inevitable that we weren't really going to be getting too many hits that game. So um, it was not. No, it was not fun. It was. I I sat down Tuesday ready to watch finally some baseball. I'm busy in the spring semesters, and I've only been two or three games this year in person. And it's like, mm-hmm. finally, I'm off. Got class is done. I'm not working on Tuesday. I sit down in front of the TV, and I was just like, this is – maybe it's me. Oh, I don't know, but it was just not so enjoyable watch whatsoever. It was so boring. And it was like, you know, I, you know, my girlfriend's not a big uh, baseball fan, <laughs> and uh, these kind of games don't help make my case because I can't sit here and argue that it's not as much of a boring sport when it's that kind of game. Yeah. I mean, the weird stat is Tennessee didn't issue a single walk, and that, that's not been them all season long. They're always working counts and making sure they're getting people on base. You know, the, the issue's been they can't, get, they can't get people in when they get them on base. I mean, we couldn't get anybody on base. I mean, one hit, number one, no walks. I mean, you, you, you didn't really give – Anything. And there were some hard hit balls. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say Tennessee just like didn't show up. You know, Hunter Inslee hit a few, Zane didn't hit a few, and they were just right at somebody. And like you said, it's it's kind of that baseball thing where it just wasn't your day. Um but now we're sitting here like hosting was in front of you. That's blown. Um so now you gotta go on the road, which your road record isn't good. Um, your record away from Lindsey Nelson isn't good at all. Um, so what does that kind of look like? You know, is that – because, I mean, this game is so weird because you just came off a series win on the road at South Carolina. Um, you thought you were playing your best baseball. And then this game happens where your bats don't show up. You know, then we're thinking that it's a whole another problem. So, I don't know. I mean, if I'm an opposing – team i'm saying hey we're uh, we're throwing lefties that throw junk pitches 80 percent of the time and seeing if they can hit it because right now it, it's it's been an issue all season long yeah no they've been awful away from home and honestly i mean like they got they got hot the right time obviously those series wins with kentucky and south carolina like you said like obviously tennessee started getting hot again and you're right that that regional host is like right in front of you um and i don't know i mean it doesn't, again, like coming from a semi-casual standpoint, like just as overall, like I obviously keep track of the games in the season and stuff, but like it doesn't feel like a spot that it's like, because again, the game wasn't, you know, obviously it was raining and stuff. It wasn't like an awful blowout. It's not like, you know, there's a lot of factors that like went into it, but it's mainly, you're right, like that pitching, if a team sees that and saw how you played, and then I'm assuming that's matched up to the rest of the season, that's been their kryptonite most of the season, you have to assume that that, that pitching rotation is going to come in strong on that, that lefty side, which is some gross pitches against you if that's yeah. if that's how it's going. And so not being able to play at Lindsey Nelson is obviously going to be a factor for this team that's newer and younger, and I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but what's our what did our away record end up being? It was like 300, maybe? Um, it was bad. It I guess the bad. South Carolina series helped. I got it in front of me somewhere. Uh, road record is four and twelve. I was told there would be no math, but is that not three thirty three? That is, yeah. Quick wow, math. yeah. Wow. There we go. We're back. Um, 
This dude goes to college, right? Yep. <laughs> Don't doubt me. Um, just stats, though. I'm just a stats guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not that's not good. It's not confident um, when it looks like that game and leaving Hoover that early kind of narrowed your chances of hosting. So I guess we're yeah. Sure to see. I already reserved my ticket. I was ready to I was ready to be inside Lindsey Nelson Stadium again. I didn't want that to be my last time, uh, but unfortunately, it is and. I guess the kind of spin zone to it is you're going to be a high two seed, so your pro- your, your level of competition's probably a, a little bit better. Um, so I think the projection with D1 baseball had Tennessee going to the uh, Terre Haute Terre Terre Haute Hope. How do I say that? How do you I- say that? Indiana State. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Okay. We're all with it. Um, regional with Indiana State, I, I think it had that freaking team, right, State. God, I'm so tired of seeing them. Um, as the four seed, and then you had UC Irvine as the three seed. Um, that would – Indiana State would be the 16 national seed. So that would be their regional, and so you'd be paired with Wake Forest's super regional. Um, if you were to make it that far, you'd probably have to go against Wake Forest, which you know they've been consistently probably one, of, probably the best team in the country. Um, you know they're called Wake Forest. They also have some pitchers that are, um, you know, some of the top in the country. So it's gonna be difficult, but I would rather play somebody I haven't played. In Wake Forest, I don't want to play an LSU or an Arkansas, Vanderbilt. I mean, I think it would be a cool super regional, but I'd like to play somebody a little different. Um, and I think Wake Forest, like Winston-Salem, that's an easy drive for Tennessee fans um, if, if they make it that far. Indiana State, that's not a – I don't know how far that is. It's got to be like seven or eight hours at minimum. Well, yeah. Probably, yeah, seven or eight, I guess. But we've also seen some regionals where we've seen Morgantown, which is West Virginia. Um, I've seen Coral Gables that they've been projected to. Um, So, I mean, there's probably going to be a little bit of drive in that. I saw some with Coastal Carolina. Or, yeah, no, Coastal Carolina, yeah. Um, So, that'd be fun. Get in Dirty Mert, you know, Conway down there. Hell, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Tennessee has a good chance to, um, you know, if they were to be in the that region with Indiana State or any kind of lower seed like that, I, I like Tennessee's chances. But, again, that road record always shows up that I'm just like, I, I can't trust them to win those games. But the good thing is, like, that team's probably going to have to beat them twice for Tennessee to be, be out, and I just – I don't know. I, I kind of like Tennessee's chances and, and fixing things. And, you know, the pitching is – it's been as good as it has been. Um, other than Burns and South Carolina, it, it's been pretty phenomenal the last couple weeks. And that was kind of a one-off. I don't – I think they were just excited that Dolander wasn't in the game anymore. But it, it just it just seems like Tennessee has, you know, the pitching going. I don't know where the bats were at in Hoover – Hopefully they, you know, found them and they take them to the regional with them because whatever that was just was not fun. And I can't watch another game like that. 
No, I, I won't do it. I mean, and, and hopefully the pressure's off a little bit. Um, if there's any like positive spin out of it, and you're right, I think the draw, if it plays out like that, isn't definitely the worst. It probably gives you a little bit of an edge. Um, and obviously, playoff baseball, playoff any sport, it's about playing your hopefully best or hot baseball at the right time. Um, and luckily, we know that this team can do that. There's not an issue that they can. Um, we've got the staff for it. We've, I mean, we saw glimpses of a team that could go really deep um, this year. It's just, are they going to show up at the right times and, um, you know, fix those small errors that are beating us up in games like Tuesday? Um, and, and again, just have that timing that, you know, maybe the, the, the seating works out and, you know, we get a good placement and those teams line up that we can, you know, get some hot when Tennessee gets hot in a sport, you know, fans start showing up, we get going. Tony V is going to have the, that, those troops route up. I don't know. I We're feeling good about it. We're going to keep good energy. There's not too much pressure. It's not like we're like, okay, well, this is a team that has to, you know, make it to Omaha. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, they have the talent to make it to Omaha. That's the thing. It's like that's what's so frustrating about this team is, like, you see the talent. You saw how bad they beat the crap out of Vanderbilt, who's going to host a Super Regional probably if they – and probably be an Omaha team. Um, you know, Tennessee just took them out back and, and beat the crap out of them. Um, but then you've seen the games like the Missouri, that Missouri weekend. I don't know what that was. You see the yeah, game like Texas brutal. A&M and Hoover. Um, you know, those kind of games just kind of creep up on you. You're like, yeah, Tennessee can, but they could also be two and done in a regional. Um, so you just don't know what you're going to get, and I think that's a little frustrating. But, you know, you, you look at this team top to bottom, there's a lot of experience in these. Like, these guys played in a regional before. Zane Denton's played in a regional. Christian Scott, Dolander, Beam, Burns, Sewell, um, Jared Dickey, you know, Moore, Burke. I mean, all those guys have played in a regional. So I, I think that you have that where it's like maybe the pressure isn't as much as it might be on a team that hasn't been there before. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, you would know better is, I guess, the question I ask is, like, do you – is there something visible to you that really stands out that you think is, like, their strict kryptonite? There's some reason that – I mean, obviously there's correlations between away games that are just awful, away series in general. Um, and we are talking about, you know, lefty pitchers and inexperience against that. Like, is there something that stands out that, you know, I mean, obviously the coaching staff and everything's been working on it, but is there anything that stands out that, like, for you, that would be the, the clear reason that would deter us from making it deep? Yeah, I, th- I think it's – hitting is contagious. And so when every – but it's also the the backside of that, it's if you're not hitting, it's also contagious. Um, so they got to find somebody that's able to just go get – go get a hit, go get things started. They got to get on on the board early, um, and I think that kind of opens up. It kind of, you know, releases that breath a little bit, if you will, um, for for these guys. They need to get it out early because um, if you see them struggle for a couple innings, I, I feel like that just continues to to carry over. Um, but if they can get it out of their system, get that first run on the board, you know, I, I think Tennessee is. Um, Feeling good again. Hitting is, is contagious. So if Maui goes out there and hits a opening, open the game with a home run. Hunter Inslee, you know he's thinking, 
I'm good. And then the, after that, everybody, everybody's thinking like, oh, we're good. You know, we got that first run out of the game, out of the way, and um, and we're rolling now. So I, I think Tennessee needs to start. I also think Tennessee needs some help from guys who, who've struggled late. I mean, you look at who's moved down the lineup, Christian Moore and Blake Burke, two of the guys that are the only two returners besides Jared Dickey from last year's team in that lineup. Yeah. So they they need to to get it going. I mean, Blake Burke has struggled lately. I know he's gotten hits here and there, but he hasn't barreled up baseballs like he has, um, you know, early in SEC play. And, and and I mean, at one time we were thinking, you know, it's gonna be Blake Burke and, and Dylan Cruz to see who wins the Golden Spikes Award. And now it's like he's kind of falling off a little bit and a little bit of a slump. And you know, part of that is he's such a good hitter that. He's not he's not seen any fastballs. But the one way you, you help that is you get people on base. They want to keep throwing curveballs, we'll steal and get people in, in position and, and Blake Burke can hit them in. Um so that, they gotta do a little bit of small ball, move some runners, um, and stuff like that to, to get going. But um yeah, the I think the kryptonite, you know, there's your long winded answer that I said I wouldn't give. Um, Tennessee has to get going early. Yeah, the basket I mean, going early. I, I think like, the pitching is going to be there. I, I'm not worried about that. It's I'm worried about can they score runs? You know, are, are they going to win two to one? I, I think in this day and age, I, I think that's kind of out of the question. Question you don't with the amount of offense that's in this in this league. Number one, the SEC, but it, just in college baseball in general, you. Winning two to one is very hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna let them play play for now and play their ball. But I'm just saying, uh, any of the players listening out there, Tony V, I know you're probably listening. If you guys lose the first game, uh, call me up. I, I mean, I, I did hit the field, the local baseball field today. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it looks pretty nice. I think I'm getting the the rust out of the garage. I think we're, uh, you know, dusting off the gloves, the mitts. I'm saying, look, I mean, I'm I'm a triple threat. I can catch. I, I can rake. I think I hit – I mean, center field today was 240, and I was clearing balls like no one's business. Dang. I mean, I think I topped out at like 56 with my fastball. Um, again, you put me in catcher's gear and nothing's getting past me. So, again, I'm going to let you guys play your game, but, you know, emergency goalie's back here in Knox. Well, not Knox anymore, but we'll get on a flight. We'll make it work. Yeah. I like it. Danny White will get me down there. But I, I don't plan on losing again. Well, let's just – Yeah, let's that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna... and, and let's not worry about it. Yeah, no, they'll take care of business. I – Hopefully, I shouldn't be needed. Yeah. Um, we are well-rested. I guess that's one thing for the regionals. We're, we're ready to go. I mean, yeah. everybody should be full-on, full-go. Um, get Jared Dickey a little bit more rest. And, um, yeah, they should be ready for the regional wherever that's at. Yeah. Let's fire up the troops. Let's, yep. let's get it going. Bat swinging. Um, well, let's let's move on to a little bit of football here. So, we had some, some news today that McKenzie Milton – has been hired as an offensive analyst for Josh Heupel and this coaching staff. I love it. I love, honestly, I like, I mean, obviously I already was a fan of Heupel, you know, working within his own system um, with guys from UCF. And that was before we saw what he was able to do with last season. Um, I'm fully committed to honestly, whoever Heupel wants to bring on the, on the team. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and say I love it. But, I mean, that guy, the guy was a stud in college. Um, Hype will obviously trust him. Uh, and so that's only going to make the offensive situation just more uh, more electric. And obviously, you know, next season, keeping that same offensive efficiency as last season, obviously with Hooker and Hyatt and Tillman gone, that's going to be crucial. But um, I'm about it. He, he was a, a beast in college, and he knows what he's doing. So it's just more depth to the, to the coaching staff. Yeah, over ten thousand yards of total offense, and in his career, and you know what a what a comeback that he had. I think in twenty eighteen is when he just you know shattered that knee and uh, yeah. a gruesome injury, and had it reconstructed, and then actually came back for Florida State and, and played in a couple games in um, his final year in twenty twenty one. So I, I think it is big, and I think it it kind of shows a lot about him because Heupel, have you as you've seen doesn't trust a whole lot of people with, you know, coaches and, you know, he wants to hire from within, you know, he wants to have his kind of own set group. Um, so for McKenzie Milton to uh, play under Josh Heupel and, and now get the seat at the table um, with this coaching staff, I, I think that's big. Again, I, I don't know what kind of coach he looks like, but I, I definitely think it, it sets him up for the future because you look at Alec Ablin, um was an analyst, now tight ends coach. Halsley goes from quarterback coach. Now he's off as a coordinator after Golish left. Um, so he, he trusts those, you know, guys that, that played under him and um, for, for him to kind of extend that offer to, to join the staff, I, I think is kind of speaks a lot to McKenzie Milton. Um, and, and like you said, the dude was, you know, walking highlight at UCF and uh, kind of put that, he was the guy that put that program on the map. I know Scott Frost gets all the, the hype for that, but um, Kinsey Milton, you know, that was the year where, where he won um, or they claimed the national championship. So, Oh, yeah, asterisk championship. Um, yeah. So if he I wants mean, to bring one to, to us, I mean, that's that's cool too. Dude, I will switch my ways real quick, and I will argue for just about any asterisk championship. I won't do it. Great <laughs> with UCF, but – yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, being a great player doesn't always translate to being a great coach, and that's pretty clear. But um, you're right, Hypo is very vertically aligned within you know the coaching staff at Tennessee, um, and he wants guys that really trust the system and know it well. Um, and you know, you can be a great player and you can be a great coach, and even if you're a great coach and don't fit his vision of the system that he's running, which clearly again was a very successful you know system last season, it took Tennessee to you know, create levels right now. Um, if he sees that vision and already knows how his coaching staff works and is going to, I mean, I'm trusting that he's bringing in a guy that is only going to just morph and make that group better. I mean, it's not, the guy could have been an, an awful player, but it obviously just correlates that he knows ball. Um, and that should hopefully translate to him also being a good leader and, you know, just being a, a good addition to the staff. Yep. Yeah, definitely hope. I'm all for anybody that's going to help quarterbacks out. Yeah. Quarterback is, you know, that's that's what took Tennessee from three wins to how I many did we win? Eleven last year. Yeah. And the difference was your your offense, obviously, yeah. but quarterback number one is the reason why you uh, made the switch that quickly. <clears throat> um, Joe Milton. 
Also, the Milton brothers. Are we just calling them that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, that was another thing I forgot to touch on. I mean, I'm double Milton in the in the quarterback room. I'm about it. Maybe we just start going for dudes with the last name uh, Milton if this works out this season like it hopefully yeah. does. Maybe he's like the emergency quarterback. You know how uh, South Carolina a few mm. years ago had to, you know, yeah, have like a the assistant GA. grad coach or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe we get McKenzie Milton and come out of retirement. I don't know. I don't know if he has any. Everybody, everybody's got a year left, right? I mean, even if they don't, it's just like COVID. I think I was say I think everyone gets a COVID year. I mean, you could be paid many might as well come back if we get in a bad spot. <laughs> everyone gets a COVID year. I didn't. I never got to use mine, so you know. If, yeah. You know, Tennessee baseball again. Maybe that's that's how we'll work it in. Is like technically I'm eligible after COVID year. Okay. Um, but yeah, Joe. Oh. Do I, do I need to show the video now? I mean, I – Yeah, go ahead and show the video because – I'm going to make mean, sure my hat's held down because the wind coming off this ball is just uh, – <laughs> If you guys haven't seen the video, he was Joe Milton. Um, we can talk about it after, but he's up in New York City. He's at the Barstool office and just – One more than fastballs. <laughs> that guy was scared to touch the ball because he thought I, it was going to – Dude, that would have put a hole in that little guy. I hope – I mean, poor Squirrel White. He's not the most sizable dude. And I, I can't imagine putting myself in a position that I have to catch that ball. I would I would drop Oh yeah, every single ball. Especially, like, if you're – people are thinking, like, a knock on some receivers are that they body catch it. How do you not body catch that? I mean, I know it's going to – like, how do you just not catch it with your shoulder pads every time? I know it's going to bounce off. But, I mean, how do you just stick your hands out there and – kind of trust that you're going to make that catch. Okay. Yeah, I mean, from 15 yards and in, a, a, I'm hoping – I mean, it's, if it's checkdowns or a third of that speed, it's getting to you quick. So, yeah. Also, you know, I would have caught Red that. box it. I would have – I mean, yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I would have. You give me the gloves and, yeah, I'm catching that all day. Yeah. But, but that I, poor I guy – I mean, that – can we also, like, kind of agree? I mean, I don't want Joe Milton arrested for anything. But, like, is that not kind of the same as, like, shooting a gun in the office? Like, you can't just throw a football in the office like that. Yeah, move, no, moving at that speed, the fact that there was no computers broken or anything, but that's uh, – I mean, it clearly just speaks to his accuracy because he probably picked a spot that had no computers, no glass, no nothing, mm, and nailed it. Yeah. Everyone's so, saying he was clearly not aiming for the guy that was catching the ball because, one, he would have killed him, and two – that's just where he didn't want to aim it, so he just aimed over his left side so he could feel the wind come off of it, but get nowhere. I love the, the little guy in the video after it gets by him, after he realizes he's not dead, that he gives a yeah. little kind of pep in his yeah. step a little bit. I like that. that. That means you did it. You survived. But, yeah, it's awesome to see Joe Milton do it in his, his media tour. It's like, when was the last time? I mean, Hooker kind of came in, obviously, like at a weird time, and there was never really – it was until last season, last season that – national media just didn't want to talk about Tennessee. Um, clearly there's Tennessee's just not the favorite amongst national media and everything, but it's refreshing, not only, but it's just great to see like actually some praise and attention for someone like a quarterback. I mean, when was the last time a Tennessee quarterback was on good morning football or, you know, ESPN and stuff this early yeah. in the season, not because, you know, last week he won an sec championship or something. I mean, there's a lot of hype that's going into Joe Milton. Um, especially after the game against Clemson in the Orange and threw, Bowl. And, and he threw an orange 120 yards. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it, and it's it's great. I hope it's – it. hopefully, I mean, it, 
the, everyone's impressed with Joe Milton. He's he doesn't let it get to his head. He's still very acclimated as a leader. Um, the way he spoke on Good Morning Football was just very much what I would expect out of a Tennessee quarterback room. It's how I know Josh Heupel coaches. I know that's how the coaching staff runs things there. It's very much how Hinton Hooker led the team. Um, it's a it's a selfless leadership position. It's team comes first. You know, obviously he's up there. He's swagged out. He's looking good. He's I mean, it's like a monster. He's huge. Um, but he plays it cool, and he's just ready to win some football games. So I'm about it. I love the media cycle. Get his name out there. Let people know that Tennessee's coming. And yeah, and is that not a huge benefit to have? Because I mean that that's set up by Spire um, yeah. in the Volunteer Club. Shout out Volunteer Club. Uh, if we want to tweet out that link, um, go. If you haven't joined today, do that. Um, you, you can use our link and um, and join today for. I think five dollars is um, as much as it costs just to be a part of the program, and and that I mean that pays for stuff like Joe Milton to get more media coverage. It also like you know you want to have the best possible athletes. This is a way to do that. NIL is changing the game, so you know we got to be on the forefront of that, and um, this is the way to do that. So go join the volunteer club today, and uh, you know I mean that that's the reason you know the, the volunteer club and Inspire have been on the forefront of NIL since it started. You know, they're, they're trendsetters. Um, so, I mean, that's the reason why, you know, you get, you get to see Joe Milton on good morning football. Um, you, you get to see, you know, guys like that in, in New York City. You know, they just have those connections um, made kind of through this whole ordeal, and um, they're killing it. So, yeah, if no, you're a recruit it. and you want media exposure, um, you want to kind of build your brand, Tennessee is probably one of the best options to do that. They are. I mean, when, when NIL first, you know, I mean, that, there was that little three, four, five, six-month phase where it was like everyone just trying to throw as much money um, at, at programs to entice it for, to, for recruiting because obviously the moment NIL – was enacted it's like that automatically becomes just a huge factor of recruiting um it's not all about a team's future success and current success it's about i mean you want that to be a to be a factor but let's be honest these kids are young and they want to make money they want to you know start making money early get their face out there early they want to be able to get to the league they want to be known so there were some teams you know texas a&m miami that were throwing a lot of money at people um and i'm not gonna say it hasn't worked out but I feel like Spire and, and the way that Tennessee's really handed all the NIL collectives and everything has been the most successful in terms of set forth for the future. It's not just like, hey, we got a bunch of money. You come down here. Um, we're actually showing like what we're doing with it. And and again, I mean, we have the Tennessee fan base that's helping with all these collectives. And um, that only adds to the reasons that someone would want to come here. But you, you see Tennessee's success last season, and then you see that you know, how good Hennon Hooker was in terms of Aspire and then landing Nico and all these NIL deals and stuff and then just getting more media spotlight. And all of that has to be just a great combination of recruiting abilities that you have in your back pocket to be able to pull out, which the yeah. team really speaks for itself. But when you're able to pull out um, what we're doing with NIL here, it's only an added bonus. Yeah, and th there's actually legitimate evidence of why you should come to Tennessee. You know, you look at, you know, you mentioned Hendon Hooker. You mentioned the offense. Darnell Wright's another one. I mean, you can come yeah. here as an offensive lineman, get um, coached by, you know, a really great coach in Glenn Ellerby and, and get 
um, better each year, like Darnell Wright did, and then go to the NFL and make a ton of money. Be a first-round pick. And Darnell Uh, Wright didn't even get that much media attention except for his crazy DMs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But but there is legitimate evidence now. There's not just like, hey, trust in us, trust in the vision. Um, The vision's come to fruition now. And, um, you know, you better get on board or you're going to get run over. If Jeremy Pruitt was Charlie Coach right now, we would be so bad. <laughs> if it was still Philip Fulmer and, and Jeremy Pruitt running stuff, we would hey, be. Hey, Jeremy Pruitt was also on the forefront of NIL. He just did it before it was legal. Exactly. Uh, shout out. him and Wrong him, place, wrong time. Shout out Alabama. Him and Casey were running running that NIL ring before it was cool. Yeah. They're trendsetters, yeah. honestly. Yeah, they're killing it. God. Go back to Alabama. God. I saw a guy run today. It looked just like Jeremy Pruitt. And uh, I wanted to say something. I just said it to my wife. And she was like, she's like, does Jeremy Pruitt really look like that, looked that big? And I was like, he put on some weight at Tennessee. It's yeah. a Tennessee diet. <laughs> yeah. But also, Josh Heupel is, looks like he's lost some weight. Yeah. I think that's the difference maker. When was the last coach we had here that didn't gain a little? I mean, now, he did get bigger in the fall, but maybe that's just that fall. I get, I, I get it. I get it. It gets cold sometimes in the fall. Yeah. It do, yeah, it does get chilly, sweater weather. You want a well-fed coach. I mean, there, there should be no dietary restrictions on a coach. Right. I mean, you right. should. I mean, speaking historically, I feel like the better football coaches are the ones with a, a less healthy, you know, diet and risk of health issues. But I, it's kind of football. That's just how it works. Uh, but yeah, don't don't restrict the man's diet because obviously whatever's working, keep it up. I think part of it is he's so competitive. He started losing the recruits and games because he was getting, you know, a little bit heavier, a little bit slower. Um, maybe the reflexes weren't there like they used to be, and, and he's lost some weight. And he's like, I'm 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 done losing. I'm about it. Just like he did with this program, they're done losing. Respect. No longer a doormat. I'm working on that diet too. Um, <laughs> that Southern Windfall diet. We'll see if it translates um, to success. But yeah, that's why I, I hate traveling, dude. I eat, I mean, look look at this. I got a freaking water from Bojangles. Oof, that's um, shallow. Yeah, I mean Bojangles is good. Don't get me wrong, but but I don't go there for their water. I'm, I mean, is it good? Is it? Oh no, the water. I'm just I'm just talking about me having to go. Like I eat so bad. And this is the only way I like feel a little bit better is I don't get, I mean I don't drink soda anyway. But I was like, hey, can I get a water instead of just like a soda with my meal? Yeah, I'm going for a water instead of sweet tea. I could, I don't think I could do it. Maybe like once a week. But if I'm going to Bojangles and I'm not getting sweet tea, I don't think I'm really, I'm not really having the Bojangles experience. That's just me personally. I'm addicted to sweet tea, but. We could all use a little bit See, more. I'm not, I don't like it. I'm like one of the few in Tennessee that does not like sweet tea. It's crazy. My girlfriend's the same way, dude. It's I don't know. Like sometimes if I accidentally like take a sip of my yeah. wife's drink, I have to like spit it out. I cannot. Ugh. That's how she is. She like has like a fit, which I get it. Like if you don't like like that overwhelmingly sugary flavor. Um East Tennessee sweet tea is definitely not going to be your move because I've been to some places where it is. Dude, McDonald's sweet tea is like literally they must pour like a pound of sugar per cup. It is absurd. Is it good? It's 
I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like 80 grams of sugar. It's basically just sugar with some water in it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it it's a lot. If you don't have like a just shitload of ice in there, it's like weirdly sweet. Yeah, the ice ice calms it down a little bit. You get a little bit of water. I like that. Um, but yeah, Joe Milton maybe on a wanted list for attempted murder for that guy. I mean, poor guy. I mean, he wasn't. He was. He probably weighed the same as that football. Honestly, I'm gonna play it one more time. I'm just want to watch. I could. I watched it so much. One more than fastballs. <laughs> and that framing, no. like oh. when it's vertical, like it looks so much faster. Like I, I just want to. I honestly, if Joe Milton doesn't work out, like honest, just give him like an ESPN show where he just throws stuff like insanely fast. I want to see if he can like out throw a jugs machine. I would. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he could. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want to see. Yeah. I actually just like no, yeah, just like kind of the dude perfect stuff, like see how far he can throw different things. That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, the orange like garnered a, just everything on social media. I mean, what what are some things that you'd want to see? He Jim went up draft boards because of that. Yeah, he did. That's it's a fair. I mean, so if I'm testing social media team, I'm like, what else can we throw? That's damn impressive. Let's get him. I mean, he, I want to see if he can throw it from home plate and hit the batter's eye at Lindsey Nelson. I was about to say, I was like, he can definitely clear wall on home plate. I mean, it's just start going around and start throwing random stuff. Maybe, I don't know. Get him like on one of those, like really, like just get him somewhere really high up and see it. Get him on top of airs or the sun sphere and give him like something that could just get launched and just get like a crazy stat out there. Like, I'm going to see him do the shot put. See how far mm. he can throw that thing. See, but I think a lot of it's just like his snap, like that throw in that video. It's just like this. His hand, his hands, like down here. It's like, yeah. I mean, obviously everything's going quick, but it's that snap that just, oof. little flick of the wrist. I love it. I might make that my uh, lock screen. Ooh, a hot Unfortunately, dog. how how far can you throw a hot dog? Yeah, and then he could throw it to us in like center field, and then we'll do a hot dog review once we catch it. Because yeah. again, you and I aren't dropping that hot dog. We don't. We don't drop anything. No. Um, lost my train of thought, but yeah, we can do that. I'm cool. Um, so Tennessee also has a big recruiting weekend this weekend. It's a six five live, I think is what it's called. Um, it's been like Rocky Top of Palooza, the Big Orange Carpet. It's been named a number of things, but it's the Memorial Day weekend where they get a bunch of recruits here. They get the commits. Um, I, some guys are taking an official visit. I think five-star linebacker Sammy Brown will be here on an official visit. Um, four-star running back Peyton Lewis will be back on campus. So there, there's a ton of guys going to be on campus this weekend. Um, and I hope that we have – I'm trying to set up where we have somebody that covers recruiting um, next week or so, kind of break down this whole weekend. Um, but going to be a ton of guys there, Boo Carter, um, a bunch of in-state guys, a bunch of commits, like I said, and uh, should be a really good weekend. Hopefully, they land some commits out of it, um, like they did last year. I think John Slaughter was one that committed um, out of this weekend. So th- this is a big weekend for Tennessee to land some recruits. Um, and again, A six five live. I don't, I don't know if I love that name. Do they just change the name every year? Because I'm pretty sure last year's was Rocky Top of Palooza or something like that. Yeah, and I think they want to get away from that name because of. Um, 
Lollapalooza. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the other school that does it, right? I, I just think, like, maybe it's – like, Lollapalooza is just, like, a big, like, party with, like, drinking and drugs and, you yeah. know, whatever. Maybe they just want to get away from that. Maybe I mean, not yeah, entice just, the kids that, hey, like, you're going to get drugged and get drunk and – that's um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe try to get away from that. But yeah, a six five live. I, I don't hate it. Again, like it, it's just a big recruiting weekend, so I guess the name doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess it's relevant, but just like Big Orange Weekend, let's just stick at that every year. Big Orange Weekend twenty twenty three. Yeah, Big Orange Weekend. It's self thing. Yeah, let's get away from the drugs and drinking and that kind of like let's no more Jeremy Banks on this football team. We're, we're <laughs> that's Austin in there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Uh, Joe's I can't. love for Jeremy Banks is just out of this world. I love it. It's crazy because if I ever saw him in person, I would literally pretend I'm his biggest fan because that dude terrifies me. But right now behind the screen, I'm a talk. <laughs> I'm a Twitter finger. <laughs> at, at least you're not like a bot talking. At least you're like somebody. I'd rather you do that than. No, I'll put my face to it. You can clip yeah. it and send it. To, I'm, I mean, again, he kick my ass. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here in state that like I want to fight him. <laughs> I just have a deep hatred for him, and I guess that's fine. I mean, I'm just invoking my First Amendment. There you go. I like it. He did it to himself. That's not my fault. <laughs> it's not like I just have a hate for Tennessee linebackers. It's when you do certain things and say certain things, and then I don't like you. It's, it's pretty hard to get on my shit list. So. It's true. God, that South Carolina. I was I like went through Columbia to get to Charleston this weekend, and I was just like, this place it's only gonna make next year so much better god we better destroy them we're gonna better destroy them in Neyland if I, I so it won't be South Carolina will be the second loudest game in Neyland I think Georgia, it'll just Georgia will be number one yeah I mean I think everybody understands the gravity of Georgia but I think so many people like right behind just all the fans in there, like 99% of them are going to have that disdain for what they did to us last year. And we, I mean, granted, again, we did it to ourselves um, and Jeremy Banks, but for the most part, like I think the crowd's just like, I know me, for example, that's like, like Georgia's just like, okay, like last year there really wasn't, I mean, we were thinking we could beat them, um, but there wasn't that like expecting that. Um, and there's not like this, they're, they've won two years in a row. They're a great team. South Carolina, like, it's personal. And I just think the fans are going to be way more riled up. Um, nobody really likes Shane Beamer in the first place. I just think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of pent-up. Uh, where is it Where is it falling the schedule? Is it after Kentucky? Um, Do we play them in October? It's, it's thrown around, around a little bit because I know Georgia's like at the end of the year, which is Yeah, strange. we got Georgia late. Because um, I'm hoping that, you know, Tennessee's going to be knock on wood undefeated by then. Maybe just or at least just – yeah, we'll just say that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I know – I can only September speak for 30th. Okay. So okay. it's right so, yeah. after uh, UTSA. Yeah. So hopefully Tennessee's undefeated by then and um, we just – Get our get back on Spencer Rattler, Shane Beamer, and South Carolina. Yeah, love that. But we'll get all to that. I just think like they could also they could be terrible, and they could also be like good. 
I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's an in between for South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, and it's props to them for what they've done in the past couple of years, getting to where they're at. Um, but doesn't make me want to beat Screw them any less. Screw them. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you mentioned the the fan base and you know how loud it's going to be. Man, if you give this team this fan base just an inkling of winning, they show up and show out. I mean. I have 2022, the the plan goal was 56,000 season tickets. They sold 61,490. Um, the plan for 2023 was 61,000 and then sold out 70,500. I mean, just the whole allotment, just gone. So if you think last year's tickets to try to get into a, a single game was expensive, it's going to be even worse. So you should have bought season tickets when you had the chance. Yeah, I'm so fortunate, obviously, that I, I'm in a position where I – I mean, I guess, honestly, I probably pay enough in tuition that they can eat it anyway. But <laughs> if I look at it from not that perspective, I, I like being at that Alabama game. Dude, I, I was hanging out with my friends last night, and one goes to Penn State, one goes to Pitt, um, one plays basketball in another school, and every time we get together, I did it again last night. I made them watch, like, the length and highlights from the Alabama game, and I replayed the ending, <laughs> like, three times at full volume. On a Wednesday night, full blast out in the out in the backyard. So, just guys um, being dudes, you know. Guys being dudes, um, but yeah, dude. If most people do have an understanding, if they like know anything about college football, but for people that like don't really have an idea, I mean, Tennessee still had a aggressively ridiculous fan base that even when we were you know three and seven at one point playing awful football, um, you get especially in football you give any you're right inkling of success but especially after last year um resale tickets are going to be absolutely insane this year there's going to be some tickets that are just ridiculous that georgia game it's going to be like alabama where it's i mean depending on our record at the time obviously we can talk about tennessee might be able to slip up and and the floor and ceiling which we talked about but i can't imagine that there's not going to be some absolutely insane ticket prices and i don't know i feel we're gonna see it it's gonna be on social media we're like Oh my God! Look at Ticketmaster. They take all these fees and everything. If you would have bought season tickets, you wouldn't have to pay so much money for tickets. I agree. I understand baseball is a little bit more difficult because they did get like really good so fast that everybody bought up the season tickets, and now the stadium isn't big enough to hold everybody that wants to get in there. I understand that. They also sell standing room only tickets for what ten dollars. It's like nothing. Yeah, if you really want to be there at Lindsey Nelson, that's a whole different thing. And honestly. But I mean, look, let's expand you, Elon. Let's get two forty. They did the um, the vol shop had some kind of sale, and the line. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what was in there, but it was. It was just, just like their bunch of like for sale items that you could pack in a bag and, and take home with you. Yeah, the line was, like was backed up thing. from. Um, was it the on campus the student union? It was like backed up all the way to friggin' Alcoa Highway. Yeah, like every, no, it was like nuts. This fan base is incredible. I mean, they're going to show up every time, no matter what. Now, you're going to get a lot more if they are good. Um, but they're going to show up no matter what, and, and they're everywhere. You know, I dabbed a guy up. He was wearing a Tennessee baseball jersey um, last night at the concert in Charleston. Hell yeah. We're everywhere. It's just a fan base. It's like 
and and obviously I'm biased, but there's just no. I mean, I've seen how other fan bases interact, and I'm not gonna. I mean, everyone has like their own special thing, um, and I'm not gonna like slam on it. But you're right. I mean, I've seen Tennessee fans out and just like random places, and it's like you've known them or they're, they're your neighbor for ten years. I mean, being a Tennessee fan, honestly, like if you just tell if I meet anybody and you tell me they're a Tennessee fan, that's that puts them above literally everybody else in the area, right? Like I don't Bomb, I don't need to yeah. know anything else about them. Hopefully special they're bonds. not like a murderer or something, but I mean that's that's you're right, it's a special bond, it's a brother at that yeah. point. So, um, yeah, I I don't no one's touching it, and I'm glad that Tennessee's back at a point, and again we can get uh, throughout the whole offseason we'll talk about how next season's going to be a little different in terms of expectations and stuff. But regardless, Knoxville's hot again, Tennessee's hot, the fan base is riled up, and when Tennessee's fan base gets riled up, especially for football. Tennessee does some crazy things. So I'm hoping that yeah. that just stays on track. And 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 this, like, Tennessee has a good year this year. Like, the season tickets aren't going to get any better. The ticket prices for single-game tickets aren't going to get any better. So if you get the opportunity to buy season tickets, you better do it because otherwise you're going to be complaining on – I'm going to see you on Facebook complaining about the ticket prices, and I don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to either. It's it's a simple answer. Let's just expand Neyland to one thirty. We'll build another deck. That's what I'm saying. We'll just like keep expanding. We're not. I mean, look, we can go towards the river as much as we want. We can do like a just that side up by the river. We could do like five or six new shelves. Kind of like Lindsey Nelson. They just keep building like a different porch. Yeah, there you go. They just keep going. Did you guys uh, talk about it in the last episode the the like right field future renderings and stuff? We talked about it when they were announced. Okay, um, but like the, I saw the pictures and stuff actually like all over Instagram and stuff. So yeah, so the the pictures were out. I think oof, they've been out for a while. Oh, uh, have they really? Yeah, I just um, I saw it like all over the place. So I thought. Yeah, I think there was some that resurfaced, but yeah, they've been out now. Maybe they're different pictures, but yeah, like that, like dorm and. Um, kind of that whole like finished yeah product yeah it, which is great I mean we need it yeah clearly yeah, uh, there's fun. not enough space in that in that right field area it's just it's misuse of space I know obviously you got the batting cages underneath that right field standing area and and you know you're kind of tight back there in terms of utilizing that space but the ground is there and obviously you know Tennessee's had better success obviously not as good as last season but um those renovations will hopefully open it up a little bit. And then I don't know. Lindsay Nelson's a good spot. We could use a little bit, a little bit newer stuff and more space. Yeah. Well, let's go win the college, college world series this year. And then we'll, there we go. Then they'll just build it. They'll have to, they have to, you can't, you can't not change something. <laughs> yeah. drastically as much money as Greg saying he's going to make over that. I mean, build it. Um, we do have one more friend to talk about. New sponsor, shout out, uh, Knoxville Tours. Um, check out our good friends at Knoxville Tours. They have tours you don't want to miss. If you give them a call today, 865-688-6232, and mention more important issues, you'll get an exclusive offer on their five-day MLB tour. The offer will include four nights, one in Cincinnati, two in, or three in Chicago. That will include three baseball game tickets, uh, stadium tours, a city tour, and much more. Give them a call today at 865-688-6232 for more details on the August 4th through the 8th Motor Coach Tour. 
Um, go check them out. Mention us. Um, really cool. I think you get to go. You get to go see the Reds, um, the Cubs, and the White Sox. I think the I don't know who the the Reds and Nats play. The, um, the Cubs play the Braves, and I think the White Sox play the Yankees. So you get to see a lot of really good teams in that as well. So, dude, sign me up. I'm all about it. Yeah, pretty pretty good. Pretty cool tour there, um, and the price includes your food, your hotel, um, and all that stuff. So uh, go mention more important issues for an exclusive deal there, and I'll talk. When's that again? That is August fourth through the eighth. I mean, I, dude, I want, I do want to do like a little MLB tour. I mean, obviously, I'd love to get to every ballpark at some point in my life, but we might, we might need to uh, hop on that. Might catch me it. in Chicago August 7th, y'all. Go do it. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate them uh, hopping on and, and sponsoring this podcast. Love it. Um, let's do some segments. Oh, yeah. Dylan, if you want to get in here, too, you can. Um, we'll start with some – I don't think we have any questions. Yeah, Dylan, hop in here. I can say that often. <laughs> In here, you little. Um, he's about to go on his honeymoon, dude. He's just like, he's just out of it. He's kickback mode. I get it. He doesn't. I would he be just too. Doesn't even care. My first most important was going to be Joe Milton's throw. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> if that that's just Joe Milton's going to be most important. Probably. Is it kind of a fail for that guy to like say fire it like that at him? I, I love like how yeah, he's like, give me one of those fastballs. Yeah, <laughs> that word will never be uttered ever. That guy's anytime that guy hears fastball, he's going to have PTSD. Yeah. Don't bring yeah. him to a baseball game. What's up, Dylan? What's up? You good? Did you get that haircut? I did. I only got a little bit cut off. You can't really tell right now either. But Sorry, I uh, ordered a gold watch for the honeymoon. Speaking of the honeymoon, and I'm trying to take some of the links out. Mm. Multitasking, you know. Dang. Alright. He's iced out. Yeah, uh, it was like thirty dollars on Amazon. You know, I don't make that much money. Shit. You live in Brentwood. Well, I was say, those, those Brentwood Chick Fil A. Cool you, you, yeah. Guess what I have for lunch today? A cool wrap. Cool wrap from Chick Fil A. Oh my gosh. Maybe if you ate a number one meal, you'd have more money for that watch, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> you get a better watch. Dude, I got. I went to Chick Fil A and I. Just I was watching my brother's dog. I was out in the one in North Shore, um, and oh, look, that's I also a nice flex. Yep, sorry. Chick Fil A game, baby. Um, Chick Fil A service is great. Like I'll never. I mean, they're they're always ten out of ten. I've never met one person there that's not fantastic. I had to wait like a little bit um, for something, and so I pulled forward, and it's like. Four or five minutes, maybe. Wasn't that big a deal. She comes up to my window. She apologizes, like, so sweetly. Hands me, like, this little, like, gift baggie. And is like, here's for your troubles. And it's like, again, great service. I'm expecting, like, oh, one of the DOCs or whatever. It's, like, free sandwich in the next week or two if you come. I got to show it to you. It's a Chick-fil-A zesty buffalo sauce keychain. <laughs> it's, like, oh, the most you. random. I mean, like, I'm appreciative again, but it's, like, are you guys just like saving these back here for? Um, does this happen every time? That's pretty cool. 
Dude, I actually love it. I've been swinging it around my finger like 24 7. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I love like, like and not to throw anybody under the bus, but if McDonald's was a sponsor of this podcast, I won't talk bad about them. But McDonald's, they tell you to pull up, they'll literally just throw the bag into your front seat. Chick fil A is different, dude. They got those, they got the ones that are that stay double lane all the way through. It's kind and of a sliding cult. door. I feel like it's, it's a cult. cult, it's a cult for sure. It is. But I'm happy. Honestly, you make chicken like that. I don't care what you're thinking. Them, them cold wraps. Yeah. They're not cold wraps. They're cool wraps. No, cold. Cold wraps. <laughs> if Charles um, Manson's making chicken like that, dude, I'm eating it. I don't care. Speaking of a cult, Bucky's. Um, this is a this is a fail, but since we're on kind of cold, it kind of correlates. So this is a fail. But uh, Auburn tweeted – the only SEC school with a Bucky's. False. I mean, that, like that's not true. Like Tennessee's getting one in like a month, or, or I mean, they're Severeville, but it's you know the next city over. Um, Kentucky. Lexington, Lexington has one like right yeah. close to to Lexington. So yeah, I mean, I just and like it's. I feel like Bucky's like in your town. I feel like doesn't hit the same as like you're driving a little bit and you pass it and you're like, oh yeah, let's stop in. That's when yeah. Bucky's hits different. If you live within like a mile or uh, like five to ten miles of a Bucky's, that's trashy. That's a fact. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's like because it's like a rest station place. Like you, you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna run to Bucky's. That's not the point of it. So yeah, kind of a bad flex on whoever's part that you said was a Clemson, Auburn, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Oh, surprise. So. Yeah, bad flex there. Also, who wants to go to Auburn, Alabama? Yeah, in fairness, the Bucky's is probably the highlight of that town. So it probably is, honestly. And that stupid tree. Are we on fails? Um, we're most important, but I just okay. said that fail because sure. it was it was there. I don't have any. I oh yeah, I do. Uh, the video won't come up, and it's kind of pissing me off, but. I've got just the still photo of B. John Robinson. I guess it must have been two years ago, or maybe it was last year. The fact that he's alive is the most most important. This <laughs> the fact that that was the position he was in. Dude, yeah, yes, the back, the back of his head is literally in his butt. And it, when you yes. watch the video, it's not like the helmet slid off a little bit and like his head's there. Like no, his neck is pushing ninety degrees. I mean, it's dude. He must have that neck strength. He got a thicker neck than you, Landon. Dude, he probably does. I got that that sticky thick boy. That, that wide neck. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. Shout out B. John Robinson for being forget the first, <laughs> first running back in the draft, but alive in general. <laughs> um man, I thought I had one. Uh, I, I think mine was gonna be Mackenzie Milton. Just he overall or like the double Milton or what? Yeah, I, I mean, I like the the Milton brothers at quarterback. You know, taking the setting records. But uh, yeah, just him being a part of the program, I, I think, is good because not only did he play under hype, well, did he have a successful college career? But um, you know, he kind of like, even though he transferred to Florida State, the only reason why he transferred was he was like. I'm not competing with Dylan Gabriel. This is his team now. Which is a fair thing to do. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> what you expect him to do. He's a, he's a team guy. So, I, I'm all about it. And, 
again, that's probably one of the main reasons why Josh Heupel wanted him to be part of the staff. Oh, also, he's a huge football guy. He named his son Madden. Like, this guy's committed to the that's football true. life. Yeah. Um, so, Josh Heupel just gets dogs. That's a great hire son dogs. name. It is a good, it's a good name. I like, I mean, anything affiliated with like something that you really love, I respect if you're going to go out on the limb. And yeah. Well, especially like, that. yeah, you got to, like you said, the clearance to do that. That's um, the, that's the big key. I've thought can, about that a lot. Like if I had a son, like what would I name it? Because I wanted to have something to do with sports, but maybe not enough to make it super obvious where my wife doesn't, you know, disagree with it. You can toss out Hendon. I feel like you can maybe middle name, middle name Hendon. See, she likes Jennings. Okay, that's cool. That's for, a good, that's, so that's for a girl too. Yeah, that's that's. I was gonna say that's pretty. Uh, whatever they use that word for, but yeah, that's like pretty casual. Which is funny because there is a there's a story where my wife almost hit Juwan Jennings in the fort, walking across the street, um, literally like hands on car, like that close to like ending. I mean, that would have been the it. That would have been it. Was this done? Before the Florida catch, well, the Georgia catch, but the Florida, like Florida down. I those think two it pedal. was. I think it was the week after the the. It was a week before the Georgia catch. Yeah, <laughs> she would have she had to go. Like, yeah. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Knowing what you would have known, that's like some Back to the Future stuff. Like you would have had yeah. to like really fix fix the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know any other names that would fit as. Cause you gotta you gotta be subtle. You can't go out and be like, Neyland, like yeah, Peyton, like, yeah, Milton, football. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, Alvin, Alvin, Alvin could always be a yeah. name. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't have any more most importance other than McKenzie Milton and Tennessee selling out their season tickets. We did get tickets for Florida. So we're going. Nice. Y'all tear that up. I think I'm going to try to get to Bama this year. No, you're I know going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what? You're going. Am I? You're going with us, yes. Oh, say less. <laughs> I'm about it. Um, yeah, because I wasn't figuring out. I obviously wanted to go to, to both, and I was like, well, I don't know if I can squeeze it, but I'm definitely going to be at Nissan Stadium for the first game. We're going to rate those glizzies. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's gonna be a blast. I can't wait for that. Yeah, we got some fun away setups. So, yeah, um, Dylan, you got any most important any fails? Uh, not off the top of my head. You, you ready for the honeymoon? I am. I am. Yeah, we got that. Congrats on the sex, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> After dark is it 9 30? Oof, 15 minutes short. Um, where you guys going? Uh, Putacana in the Dominican Oof. Republic. First all-inclusive resort for me. Hopefully, it's going to be lit. I've been told it's going to be lit. Uh, First time out. I've been out of the country on a cruise, but I don't really consider that going out of the country. Is there any nude beaches? So my aunt and uncle went here for their honeymoon, and they said there's a lot of Europeans that come here, and they just go talk. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. You said Europeans, and I I turn turn an eye, but top of Europeans, now we're talking. (laughs) <laughs> I'll let it. I'll let it slide. Yeah, only acceptable kind of European female. <laughs> no, I feel like there. I mean, there's definitely gonna. You're gonna get your. You're not gonna get a lot of those, but you're probably gonna get a lot of topless dudes that just like. 
don't need to be. Oh, dude, like, and just the hair on the chest is just out there. Well, carpet. Just let it fly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you shave it off, just sprinkle it on a taco, and you just eat that, you know? Oh, God. Those all inclusives are crazy, dude. If you get the, if you get like the drink package and stuff, then you don't, because you don't gotta worry about like whatever you do is like just. You know, oh, then you gotta go all out. You gotta get your money. It's the weirdest thing is like going to dinner because you don't have to pay for it after. Uh, I mean, I guess you can leave a tip or whatever, but it's just weird, like getting yeah. up and leaving after eating a, you know, three meal. Dude, that that's how I feel about um, on the cru- like cruises. When I get yeah. a drink, and they like give me the receipt. But I, I've already paid for it, so I'm just like, thanks. Yeah, it's weird. You always leave like a nice tip, I guess. But and you, well, you have to sign it, I think. So it's yeah. like, here's yeah. zero. Already <laughs> paid you. Sorry, but it does. <laughs> you did that. Um, did y'all see where Harrison Bailey is? He committed to Louisville. God, Apparently, has a walk on. <laughs> Dude, Tennessee really? kind. Of, they, oh my god. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He got screwed over. I mean, I don't know how much of it was self inflicted. Um, I just think he got into a really bad situation with everything that was going on at the time. Um, I mean, I think he still has a lot of skill. I just don't think he's panned out to obviously be the five star that he was. Oh yeah, no, I mean, you go to UNLV and don't even win the starting job. Yeah, you ain't no five star no more. No. Uh, but I just, I, yeah, I don't. It's a that was a weird I mean, situation. Like he was so good in in high school. And I know again that I, he was also to Eric Gilbert. What? He was also throwing to Eric Gilbert, who was a freak in high school as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ramel Keaton was also on that team. B. Joe Gelari. Yeah, they had some dudes. Yeah, I mean, everybody else panned out pretty well. So I mean, I don't yeah. know. It was just weird. I, I thought just because he was a winner and he played in a really good classification, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's it. So, right. that's on me. Now he's a walk-on at Louisville. <laughs> the Landon curse. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's on me. So, sorry, Harrison. My first fail was – I don't know if you guys caught the Nuggets-Lakers. First off, LeBron got swept, which is crazy. I didn't think that the script would allow that. But um, <laughs> Jokic hit. I got the video here. Jokic hit probably one of the dirtiest travels I've ever seen ever. Um, I think I counted like eight steps. Technically, he dribbles it, but it looks like LeBron got a hand in there and so they can call it swatting. But just watching it seamlessly looks like he took seven or eight steps. Murray gets inside. Back to Jokic. Shot clock winding down. Jokic has to put it up. High on three. He took like four steps, dribbled, and then three more steps back. And then, bro, what is that? That's trash. That arch, though, that was the moonest of moon shots I've ever seen. Speaking of fell, D'Angelo Russell sucks. He's, yeah, he's garbage. He's a bum. And he he's was like good. good the first couple series, yeah. and then this one, he just like, oh, I forgot how to play basketball. It was like when the when like all the NBA players like get their powers taken from them from the Monstars. And they're just like super bad at basketball. That's what happened to Jangelo Russell. Yeah, LeBron curse, dude. I I don't know what LeBron's gonna do because people are saying that like it's he's not gonna retire. He's waiting this far. He's too deep into it. He's gonna play with Bronny. That's like that's what he said he wanted to do all along. I mean, he's. I think he'll yeah. be done the year him and Bronny like play together because that's like his final thing. But 
There's just, I just don't see him stepping out in that moment. Now, his future – I think he's got a one of Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady play? Was he 40? Yeah. He's also going to have to make out with Bronny then if he's going to try to up one Tom Brady. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tom Brady started it. I, I, I'm not a fan of it either. But yeah, yeah, this one did go after dark. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to get graphic. I'm just Tom Brady. Tom Brady made out with the sun, and so if he's, I thought that's where you're going with that. I hope LeBron doesn't right. try to one up Tom Brady in that one. <laughs> hope not. Um, let's see. I know I had one. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I was pissed off. So NFL posted their. Um, they did it last year. They've done it the past couple of years. Um, they have the rookies come in and try to draw their team's logo from memory because it's like a joke. You obviously they're just trying to get media with the rookies, but they um Hyatt was there, Hooker was there, and then obviously a bunch of other um rookies. And they didn't show Hooker and Hyatt's, but they showed Bryce Young's and I'm not gonna judge because honestly some of them were worse, but I'm definitely gonna judge all his also his signature totally looks like a dick. Um, but like way too close to it. But that Panther is awful. The face, I mean, you got the blue it's eyes, so right? Hard, dude. No legs. Um, I told Landon before the show, he started I, that's drawing what, a portrait and then made it into a Panther with a full face. <laughs> kind of looks yeah. like if that's what his looks like, and he got like an 80 on the. Draft exam. I can't only imagine what uh, his, uh, his major was football. Looked like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's here to he's here to football. I respect it. <laughs> Did you see the video of him on on the field at camp? And he literally looks like a five year old practicing out there. With Dude, him. he's so small. He's so tiny. <laughs> Between him and Kyler Murray, or was it somebody? There's a picture of somebody on online today at camp, and they are chunky. I don't know who it was. I thought it was Kyler Murray, but maybe it wasn't. He was already kind of chunk. Oh, uh, Tua. Tua. That's who it was. Yeah, he Tua was looking looked thick. <laughs> Dude, that, I think that, that brain damage CT did a lot more. I just He needs to stop. I feel he's he's going to get. I think they said Tua Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. But, yeah, it's. Yeah, that stuff's no joke. So hopefully, you're gonna die, man. Throwing up crips and crip fingers. Yeah, that was yeah, no jokes. I, mean, I guess it could be worse. It, it could be flashing a gun when he was already suspended for it. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I saw something that was like, I don't remember what it was, but it's like some stupid stat that like. John Morant's shown a gun more times than alive than like oh it's compared to something that like was just so stupid. But you're like the fact that he's done it more times than that is like it's like something that happened once. It was like um the Suns I don't know some weird space thing, but he's got to stop. He's in a he's gonna get because he had I saw the video of Skip and Shannon doing like going over what all he did and they didn't even get into the two gun lives and then the whatever. But he he's got the interaction that his mom started at the restaurant or whatever, and then the one at the basketball game. And then also he like beat up the kid and like flashed his gun at the basketball court for that like 16 year old. I mean, this guy, he's great. Talent. Yeah, he's, he, he needs to stop before Antonio Brown starts DMing him when they hang out. Dude, that would be a 
deadly duo. No pun intended. <laughs> but that would be yeah. Keep keep those two far away. You would yeah. think John Morant's PR team and like agent are. I mean, they're probably having aneurysms. But dude, you gotta like you gotta do something. I know I in that last it. one, he's like, man, you couldn't tell it was a gun. They're like, what if you <laughs> yeah, stop he it right here? And he's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it was literally so clearly. And his, even his friend literally, like, turned the phone. He, like, literally, like, shanked it away really quick because he was like, you dumbass, dude. Dude sees a phone come out, and he's just like, <laughs> I don't get it. Let's pull it out. Whatever. I mean, that's dangerous to, like, when something, like, shows up, you just start pulling something out of your pants. I mean, that could be some charges, so. Yeah. You could go so many ways with that that statement, but, um, yeah. Oh, here we go. We got we got a freaking LeBron hater. Um, Blake Stansbury says LeBron wants all the attention on him when he gets out of the playoffs. Dude, the man is 38 years old. Of course he's talking about retirement. The dude is tired. Yeah. I don't blame him. I also, it, in somewhat agree, it's like, I don't think it's like necessarily like planned like that, but he, it's the same way that NFL quarterbacks, you know, they'll tease retirement and stuff or like let people assume that that's what's going to happen and they know like in their heart what's going on, but they're going to let them run with it because that just is media attention. Like I said, I'm confident LeBron's not going to retire. I yeah, whether he takes a step back or he something. Don't worry about freaking Grant Williams. I mean, tomorrow. That big, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got to worry right. about Grant Williams just sending nudes, like unsolicited nudes. I need to confirm if that picture is real because that is <laughs> okay. I was about to say it's tonight. The game's happening right now. I was about to say because last night there was nothing on. I had to watch playoff hockey. Had to watch the Panthers. Uh, uh, Celtics are up nineteen right now. Dang. Grant Williams Ooh, has. Let's, what's point. the? Let's sprinkle some money. Let's do it, dude. Celtics I don't get win it. a series. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I got. I need Scott Shuffler. I need I need Scott Shuffler to win. Put it, we'll put it that way. <laughs> this week in the, in oh, the no. Charles Schwab challenge. Um, it's not bad. It's just, um, I got, to, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, it's not a problem obviously, <laughs> but it was just like, I got into a really good point and I had like a lot of money. Um, and unfortunately online casinos available up here. And so it's like, I just kept saying I'm due for like six hands in a row. And I was in fact, not due. Um, and then on top of that, I was like, Oh, well I'll just put whatever's left of my account on Scotty Scheffler. So I'll, I need like, Scott Shuffer to win because I get like 500 bucks back. So, okay. Kind of sweated it out. I was locked in. I watched every single shot of his today. Every single shot. He sits, he's a, he's three under, which he's tied for 11th last time I checked. So he's sitting in a good spot. He's, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's tied for seventh right now, now because it's someone at eight, someone at five, a bunch of people at four, and a bunch of people at three. So we're just going to have to see tomorrow. He's off late. He's st- when you look at, I'm going to let Vegas decide if I'm good or not, and he's still favored it at plus 360, and the next highest person's like plus 1,100. So we're just going to ride. Not going to stress. Yeah, let it ride. But come Sunday evening, if that is to hit, 
um, yeah, we can hammer what game they'll be on game. If Celtics, we'll say Thursday, will they play on Saturday? Is it every two days, no matter what? Uh, I'm not so sure. they should play yeah, Saturday. I don't think so. Yeah, so they'll play Saturday because they're probably going to win tonight. I mean, it's only halftime, but they're destroying them. Um, yeah, then maybe we'll toss some cheddar on it for Monday's game if they win yeah, Saturday. It'll be Saturday, and then Monday would be Game Seven. Yeah. Game Seven. There we go. <coughs> it's in the stars. Yep, Grant Williams, maybe. thirty plus points. Maybe. What's he? What's he right now? Do you know? He's at one point and one unsolicited nude. That's awful that he – well, he probably has a lot more than – I really wish we could show that picture on here, but – Yeah, no. We just want, cannot. We can just not. That. He is the think. only person on the team that is uh, minus, like plus minus. He is a, he's minus three right now. The only one on the team. For what? Only one on the Celtics with a plus minus – he has a minus right now. Like everybody oh, else. Oh, 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 plus oh, seventeen, oh. plus eight. He's minus three. Yeah, I was I was behind. Um yeah. It's all good. He'll get it by game seven. We'll have to all. Um yeah, he had a lot of points in the last Tuesday's game, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that's all I got. Just yeah. Just kinda chatting sure. it up. Yeah. Guys we, being look, dudes. we got hour thirty. Guys being Yeah, dudes. we did we, good. We did good. We did good. And in fairness, we we didn't I mean, it's off season. We don't have. Crazy yeah, we get some more guests on and stuff like that. Um, if y'all have some guests that you'd like us to, to reach out to, we'd love to um, reach out to them and get them on, and we'll, we'll have a good old time. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening again, Joe. Anything else? No, good. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. Turn yeah. up. Yeah, let's get it. Um, thanks again for listening. Have a good Friday, like Joe said. Good Memorial weekend and a six five live this weekend. It'll be fun. And we're bringing the boat in, and we out.